You are listening to the recording of a live show. Please do not call or text, as this is a recording, and lines are now closed. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuhu. Peace and blessings of Allah be upon you all. Welcome to another episode of the Drive Time Show here on The Voice of Islam Radio. Today is Tuesday, the 29th of August, 2023, with myself, Sharjil Ahmed, and also Saad Ahmed as well. How are you doing this, uh, this afternoon? Assalamu alaikum, for asking. Alhamdulillah, so far so good. Weather is still good outside for all our listeners. It's uh, okay, it's okay. <laughs> it's still okay. Last week, was, last week I, I, I found this one, I remember, it was very beautiful, blue skies and everything. Hmm. It was me and Nosh last week. Right. And it was pleasant. And I've met him for a very long time. Same here. I yeah, haven't seen true. him for a very long yeah, time. Yeah, we haven't done a show together in a in a in a long minute. Yeah, in a long minute. That's true. <laughs> Even last time I was like, uh, then I was like, who have I been doing my shows with? Yeah. So it's been good. Alhamdulillah. So far, so good. Yeah. And uh, so just some adjustments made by the technical department. <laughs> so, so I think now, now it should be better now for our listeners who mm. are listening to today's show. We've got uh, some interesting uh, topics that we're going to be um, talking about as well, yes. isn't it? In the first hour, we're going to be talking about alcohol. Yes. And a couple of weeks ago, we also did another show uh, about this as well, I remember. Uh, but obviously, when it comes to alcohol, there's a lot of different things that we can actually Correct. go into and talk about as well. Today, we're going to be talking about the the hazards especially when it comes to those hazards which are related to your to our health right so health hazards and we're going to be talking to some specialists and getting their insight in regards to this as well um and we're going to be talking about of course we're going to be talking about what islam says in regards to this Correct. as well isn't it because it's very important that we talk about the injunctions which the which you know which the religion of islam the teachings of islam actually gives and islam is actually very categorically very very clear it's very black and white when it comes to these sort of commandments yes. uh, yeah and uh, um, commandments such as in you know in relation to to this which is alcohol the, one of the main reasons why this is because it's an intoxicant Correct. right you use your senses you don't know what you're saying what you're doing um, and it can not only be harmful for yourself but those people that are around you as well so this is why it's very important that we talk about this um from from a from a health perspective but also um from a in, in a way which uh, which tells us more about the teachings of islam and th- the way it's very applicable in today's day and age Correct. as well that's why we are also yeah. asking on our instagram page mm. compared to the 1980s alcohol is the query and the answers which you can click is more affordable hmm. in today's age or is it less affordable? So right. our listeners, please go on our Instagram page and click away and let us know your answer. Plus, if you want hmm. to call us in, you can call us on 0208-68-7878 or you can DM us or message us or tweet us at Voice of Islam UK. Or hmm. I, think I think the name has been changed now. It's called Exos now. Oh. <laughs> the, the name has I been changed. Know. I don't know about so that. I, I think <laughs> that tweet, sounds a bit tweet weird. Tweet us on Voice of Islam UK uh, via and Twitter or Instagram hmm. so let us know your answer what do you think compared to the 1980s is alcohol more affordable now or less affordable hmm. you, you know to be honest I don't actually know you know I don't I literally don't know if it, I'm assuming obviously it has gone expensive because everything has gone expensive yes but um, but I literally because there's something that I'm not really you know we as a society as you know as Muslims 
we don't really you know tend to go to that department when it comes to you know that that specific aisle or you know when you're in a supermarket or you don't really go through there oh, yes. isn't it yes. because that's not something that uh, we indulge in right so i don't i don't exactly know as well but obviously there's, there's um, one thing which yeah. is really interesting you know um, Shajim, there's something called cheap booze right right when you go um, abroad you can get for um, pounds small, a small little change you can get, you can get in, intoxicated hmm. so if you put that into accountability uh, yes it has become more affordable hmm. but if you look at um, those expensive bottles or something hmm. then yes that, that has been inflated up yeah. also like, like other products as well products, isn't it correct so some ladies, but obviously we have with with us today um, experts who will be speaking about it. We'll ask them more about in in depth what is um, what goes into those um, you know cheap alcohol hmm. and how is that also affect any anything which has to do with um, alcohol. Obviously that's affecting, hmm. but especially those which is really cheap. Uh, what is that doing to our bodies also? Hmm. So we'll ask that to like um, experts today. So stay with us today as we go on about today's topic alcohol health hazards and you know it's quite interesting to find out what happens just talking a little bit about um or giving some uh, some background information in regards to this as well uh, many people will know this anyway um the experts especially but alcohol is a toxic and psychoactive substance with the uh, dependence um producing properties mm-hmm. now We'll talk a little bit more about the literature as well, but according to the World Health Organization, in many of today's societies, alcohol beverages are, you know, they're a day-to-day routine part of the social landscape yes. for many of the citizens, many of the population as well. The organization, the World, the World Health Organization, also claims that alcohol consumption contributes to 3 million deaths each year globally, as well as to, you know, the disabilities and poor health of millions of uh, people as well. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, a harmful use of alcohol is responsible for five point one percent of the global burden of deceit of diseases. That's quite. That's quite. You know, it's quite a bit as well. And uh, for for this very reason, fourteen hundred years ago, as we, as we have spoken about as well, or we've just touched upon, is that alcohol was declared forbidden. Right. Yes. Just absolutely just for, forbidden in Islam. And Allah the Almighty has mentioned in the Holy Quran in, in some places as well. In what particular place? In chapter 2, verse 220, Allah the Almighty states that they ask thee concerning wine and the game of hazard. Say, in both there is great sin and also some advantages for men. Mm-hmm. But their sin, this is the important part, their, but their sin is greater than their advantage. Correct. Right? So the, so the, so the negative aspect outweighs the positive positives. Uh, positives as well and then and then they ask thee what they should spend say what you can spare thus does Allah make his commandments clear to you that you may reflect now here alcohol and um, you know and the game of hazard so you know talking about you know talking about gambling and sort of these things they have been linked they have been linked because there are some advantages in that because obviously, you know, uh, you know, you can think of the advantages anyway. You know, if you have a little bit of money and you win the game, you can get a lot of money um, in, you know, in gambling, in alcohol as well. Sometimes, you know, you can use that as, uh, as medicine. Sometimes you can use that 
just to get away with your problems and just you know feel all right at that time. But obviously, the Holy Quran states that their that their that their sin, sort of their you know their disadvantages, the bad elements to that to both of those things, are much much greater than their advantages, and this is the reason why they are absolutely you know not allowed. They are mm-hmm. forbidden, isn't it? Yes. So that's just a bit of uh, background information. Background, yeah. Yeah. So you know, um, first of all, about the, what is alcohol? So obviously, people are uh, what is what is what goes inside alcohol? You know, it's one thing which goes into that is mm. ethanol, and you know, um, the, this generally referred to alcohol. Um, ethanol is a, subten- a substance that makes you intoxicated, makes mm. you drunk. Yeah, that's the main um, um, ingredient which makes you. Um, forget what's happening around you or what's been happening to you. Lose your senses and everything. Lose your senses. Yeah. You know, it, it produces a. Uh, it's been produced by yeast um, that had that digests sugar in a certain carb-rich, for example, foods such as grapes, and it's done. Uh, grapes, for example, is used for um, what's it called? Vi- um, wine. Used to make wine. Yeah. Used to be make wine or grain, which is used to make um, beers. Mm. So. All these different um, elements um, of which uh, which nature has given us, they are, for example, grapes. You, if you put that inside it, that makes wine and grain. You can use that to make beer. Mm. So that's made through ethanol. So and uh, you know, alcohol is one of the most um, pop- popular uh, um, psychoactive um, substance in the world. It can have powerful effects on one's mood hmm. and also its mental states. I mean, the, yeah, the, for, for the initial stages, you know, if someone is feeling down, someone's feeling lonely, or someone is feeling a bit, you know, a bit under the weather a little bit, um, not uh, not in terms of being ill, in yeah. terms of be, just not feeling right and just being, being a bit sad, then people do tend to drink alcohol just to boost them up a little bit. Correct. And, uh, you know, that's why, that's why there are some advantages for that. But... That's not a reason why you should be doing that, isn't it? I mean, yes. it's in Islam, that is, you know, because the negative aspect to that, after that, if you drink a little bit too much, and who knows, you obviously you can't control it. You might say one or two glasses or one or two shots, but then if you, you're you going to have the third one and the fourth one, and that's going to make you drunk, that's going to get you intoxicated, that's going to get you into trouble. Yes. And you that's know, why it's not we're not allowed. Should you um what's it called, you know, for example when you go out and you have these um drinks yeah. or this intoxication um uh, for just for pleasure. Um uh, one thing I will always say is this is that if someone is indulged in it, you have to be what's it called making sure you try your level best to get out of it. That's through prayers, hmm. trying to there are programs out there which can help you um quit alcohol. That that's the main reason for of this why these pro- programs exist. Yeah. If someone's um, thinks they're abusing um, that drink, they should um, try and seek some help. Exactly. Take the first step. People will come to you and try to help you out. If no one knows that's been what's been happening inside of you, then people will be uh, won't know how to help you. Mm. Take that initial step, which is the most difficult, most bravest step, is take to take that very first step and ask for that help. Mm. Ask um, Allah the Almighty for guidance. Ask people around you to help you out, and then Allah wills you will get the guidance by the people. And and, and obviously Allah the Almighty is always there to look after you. I think that's very important that you said that as well because you know let's face it we're, we're living in a in such a society where you know alcohol is so readily available yes. and uh, you know you, you know it's so easily accessible as well. Um, it's so easy to indulge in that, even right. though let's say. 
um, let's say someone is a, is a Muslim and someone is not allowed to take you know substances such as alcohol and different things like that but you know because of society you know we might you know sometimes some people might might take it right because of peer pressure because they want to fit in or because they want to hang around with their friends or whatever right but it's important that we realize that if we if someone has done this and they realize that you know you know I'm not actually allowed to do this and they actually feel that remorse or feel sorry for themselves that you know I shouldn't have done this then it's important to take that step to come away from it as well. Correct. And you know, if we listen to His Holiness, the worldwide head of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, um, Hazrat Mirza Masroor Ahmad, may Allah be his helper, in his recent Friday sermon, literally just this Friday, he spoke about seeking repentance and seeking istighfar, right? And see, istighfar basically means to cover up our sins, cover up our shortcomings, Ask forgiveness. and asking for forgiveness and asking for that protection in the future as well. It's mm-hmm. not just about the past. Our mistakes in the past, but it's about the future. That oh Allah, give us the strength that we don't fall again in the future. So, if we listen to His Holiness, you know, in that Friday sermon that He just delivered as well last Friday, that was completely. It was such an eye opener as well, especially for those people who sometimes, when they have done something wrong, when they have committed a sin, when they have, when they've fallen on the wrong path, right, and maybe they're they're, you know, they're going towards the other direction, the wrong direction. They, when they realize that, you know, maybe I'm doing wrong, maybe I need to, you know, get back and um, get back on track. Maybe I need to go to the straight path now. I need to leave what I'm doing and do what I need to do properly. Sometimes people think that, oh, you know, how am I going to get forgiven because it's too late for me? I've done this, I've it's done that. I've done... The thing is, is that repentance is never too late. Until Great. your last, at least <laughs> your last breath, you know, if you repent before that, it's, you know, God Almighty is all forgiving. He can forgive anyone and he can help anyone as well. The only thing that we need to do or we need to have is, is sincerity. Correct. If we have a sincere heart and we, you know, try our best, our level best to come away with all these things, if we have that remorse, if we have that, um, you know, that feeling inside that, oh, you know, I have done this bad thing, let me make up for it with some good things. And this is what the Holy Quran says as well. That good things, your good deeds, cover up your bad deeds as well. Correct. And that's the jihad. That's the That's struggle. the real, literally, jihad that's the jihad, struggle. isn't it? That is the jihad. <laughs> yes. I mean, the jihad is not about anything else but people think but about. It's a struggle. That is a jihad, you literally. Have with um, I think I've mentioned this story many times, numerous times on Moses mm. Islam, you know, yeah. about the elderly saying who prayed for 30 years and never, never got his prayers answered. That was the struggle. That was his um, sincerity. That was his um, belie- believing in God, Allah, the Almighty. That yes, he's out there. There's someone there. Um, to live, uh, Allah Almighty will listen. And then when one of his um, school students asked, um, "Why are you praying?" Is 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 it, it, you you answer you your prayers have never been answered, right? Hmm. And he said, "My work is to pray, and his work is to provide meaning. Uh, Allah Almighty has to provide." Hmm. He and then and the very same night. Allah Almighty said, okay, all your prayers for the past 32 years have been heard and they have all been answered. Yeah. So it has to be sincere. It has to be, have to be sincere, yeah. And we are here also to, you know, if you if you call us in, we might be able to get you connect with someone and let's see how, how if you think we, we can help you, go for it. We try our best to help you out. If you can just call us in and also go tweet us or DM us, whatever. We might get be able to connect you with someone also, mm. you know. But you know, alcohol consumption in the UK, yeah, it's strag- staggering also. You know, pages of um, ages fifteen to forty nine, right, and years of um, group, right. Um, the alcohol is leading um, cause of um, ill health, 
disability and death. According to gov.uk, alcohol misuse across the UK is a significant public health problem with major major health, social and economic consequences estimated between 21 to 25 billion, not million, but billion a year. Billion pounds a year. So each year there are over 1 million admissions to the hospital for alcohol-related conditions, or around 21% of the adult population in the England and 24% of the um, adult um, in the England um, and Scotland Scotland regularly drink at levels that increase their risk of ill health, risking risking what's called higher, increasing their risk. And and basically the higher you... To intake, the higher you are at risk for uh, falling into those illnesses. The latest um, health survey for England in, in 2018, which was conducted, suggested that more than the twice as many men than women drank at level of increasing risk is um, in a unusual uh, in a usual week. So between 25% and 11% uh, representatively. And similarly, at high risk levels, 5% of men drank over 50 units and 3% of women drank over 35 units. Mm. Adults living in the latest, in the latest, um, what's it called, um, deprived areas were more more likely to be uh, drink over 14 units of alcohol in a usual week um, than those who are living in more most deprived, deprived areas. I mean, from this we can, you know, safely say that, I mean, that alcohol is part and parcel of people's livelihood Alive, right? Li- right now. and people think that they cannot even you know enjoy a social gathering without yes. that so I mean we'll speak a little bit more about that later on and the consequences for that as well but we've got a guest on the line with us Nicola Merrin he's a policy and research manager of Alcohol Focus uh, Scotland peace be upon you good afternoon and welcome to the show Nicola Hello, thanks for having me on today. Thank you so much for, for joining us this afternoon. Now, what is Alcohol Focus Scotland all about and uh, your aims and objectives, your mission? Yeah, sure. So Alcohol Focus Scotland, we are an independent charity working in Scotland to prevent, prevent and reduce alcohol harm. Um, and we're looking to do that through promoting effective alcohol control policies and legislation. Mm-hmm. Now, does... Uh, your organisation, Alcohol Focus Scotland, uh, agree with the World, he- World Health Organisation's recent statement that when it comes to alcohol consumption, there is no safe l- amount that does not affect health. Is that true? Yes, definitely. We do agree with that statement. Um, we, because it's based on evidence and showing that any amount of alcohol um, can affect our health. So hmm. it doesn't matter how much you drink, the risk is there from starting at very small amounts. And the only thing that we can see for sure is that the more you drink, the more harmful it is. Um, and that is part of the reason why our drinking guidelines in the UK are low-risk drinking guidelines. Mm. So they say that to keep your um, health risk low, if you're a regular drinker, it's best not to drink more than 14 units a week. So um, to explain what that is, because quite often people don't know what a unit of alcohol is, yeah. that's around 14 shots of spirit. There are six drinks of beer, six glasses of wine. Mm-hmm. Most, or, you know, there are people who exceed, uh, you know, the guided, the guided amount as well, or the recommended, the recommended amount as well. And we 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 know about the harmful effects and and the way that uh, people use alcohol as well. They 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 don't really tend to use it. They tend to misuse it, and. We, we've seen it happen since the dawn of history, since the beginning of time. 
what, why is it that because of this we still we we know about its you know about its uh, disadvantages is about its uh, um the, the awful element to it but still we see that you know these um progressive nations and uh, successful individuals companies nations they dedicate so much money on alcohol as well mm-hmm. why is it then well their first point about people knowing that alcohol is bad for you is well, we generally don't. <laughs> um, mm. You know, you probably would say that yes, alcohol isn't, isn't good for you, but I would be surprised if if everyone knew that alcohol causes cancer, for example. Um, and there's lots of conditions. I think alcohol causes around 200 conditions: um, heart disease, stroke, as I said, cancer, liver disease. Um, and it's not something that's really at the forefront of our minds, actually, mm. when we're when we're drinking. Um, part of that is because it's not really talked about that much. And I mean, you talked about um, alcohol advertisers and producers selling the products as well, and mm. that's part of the problem. Yeah. That what we see from alcohol advertising is a positive picture: how much it's going to make you feel good, or um, often we see it's um, it's there to help people socialise and make them feel happy and relaxed. But what they don't show in the alcohol advertising, of course, is a negative picture. Um, so that's, that's why we've been calling for um, the, the UK government to make um, alcohol producers put on their, their labels a health warning around alcohol, um, just so that people know what impact it has. And, and the drinking guidelines as well, because that's something that people aren't really sure how much is, is best drink if you want to to keep those those health risks low. Mm. Yes, and you know, um, Nicola, um, if I wanted to ask this question, um, you know, for regarding cheap booze, which you can get um, throughout um, UK or throughout the world, what, as you mentioned, alcohol leads to cancer and other ill, Ill diseases. What does that um, cheap booze cause to a human body? If you may, if you if you, if you may not answer. Yeah, of course. So I think there's just two elements to that, isn't there? There's the fact that the cheaper the alcohol, the more you're probably going to drink. Yes. <laughs> so it's really linked to how much alcohol you're taking into your system. Um, and the other element is that um, cheaper alcohol, if you're talking about the cheapest alcohol, like the most the most um, alcohol units you can have, um, for example, in big bottles of white cider, strong, mm-hmm. um, high-strength, cheap, cheap booze, um, that kind of stuff isn't isn't great for you either because you're taking in so much alcohol in such a small space of time. Okay. Um, so, so yeah, it's really all about how much you're taking in. Um, and like we said, 14 units of alcohol um, is their lowest drinking guidelines, and that's quite easy to go above actually um, if you're drinking something like, like those, those uh, drinks. Yes, you know, Nicola. So what um, are what what are the changes? Um, EFS is trying to do or is hoping to do in this society? Well, what we're going to do, we're, we're working towards reducing how much we drink and the reason why we want to do that is to, so that we see fewer people have their health damaged or their lives cut short due to alcohol and fewer children and families suffering as a result of other people's drinking um, and communities that are free from alcohol like crime and violence. So ways that we want to achieve this um, is through effective action. We know what works, and that's to address the affordability, uh, affordability of alcohol, so how cheap it is, how heavily it's marketed and promoted, and how available it is to buy. Mm-hmm. Um, 
what we're currently calling for, we've, we've seen the impact of minimum unit pricing of MUP has been really positive. So we've had that in Scotland since 2018. Yes. Um, that has reduced how much people are, are dying and, and mitigated the effects of what we've seen from the pandemic. But we're looking to increase that, make sure it's as effective as it can be, um, just to keep it in line with inflation in the first instance. Correct. Um, but there's so many other things we need to do. We have an alcohol strategy in Scotland that has about 40 measures in that. So we really should be focusing on preventing people from developing problems mm -hmm. um, and then urgent action to combat um, the, the high levels of alcohol deaths that we're seeing and helping people um, such as through investment and services. Thank you so much, Nicola. I'm hopeful um, and pray for your endeavours. And let's, let's see how this new change will come into the society. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Take care. Bye. Bye. So this was Nicola Marin, who is a policy and research manager of um, Alcohol Focus Scotland. That, you know, that's the thing, um, Sajil, I always... Um, respect and commend I've, I've said numerous times I was in on the show mm. that you know all these unsung heroes um, who are working in the background trying to make a change to the world mm. I always commend them even Nicola the great work that the, 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 um, the organization is doing yeah. AFS and that's commendable that's respectable it, it was in it, it absolutely is absolutely is it's it was interesting as well yes. that she said that a lot of people especially youngsters right they don't actually know about the harmful effects of alcohol you know, one thing... Um, That's interesting. Uh, one thing I actually believe or what I've seen is, especially, you know, in, in today's movies, mm. you see that that um, if people are having enjoying their lives, right? They're having great amounts of booze on, on, on the films, but they never show you the dark side of it. They won't mm. show you the glamour of it. So that's also in the youngster's mind. They're like, oh, wow, this is fun. Let's do it. And then after when they get the knowledge or they get educated and they're like, oh, okay, mm. are, I was harming my body for that for, for yeah, and then, then sometimes it's a bit, you know, a little too late then, isn't it? And then because if you have, if you ha have, you know, got, you know, lung problems, kidney problems, cancer, cancer, all of these different things, um, you know, it's a, it's a, you know, you can put yourself in a devastating place just because you, you did something you didn't even know about. The, the harmful effects of it, of isn't it? So, you know, Shajil, um, uh, we, we have a clip, uh, an audio clip from uh, His Holiness, uh, the fourth caliph of, um, of the Ahmadi Muslim community speaking about alcohol and its consequences. And kindly, if you can play that for our listeners. Yes, let's listen to that right now. It was on the television news last week that scientists seem to agree that all alcoholic drinks are beneficial in some degree. Uh, in view of that, can you still stick by the strict Muslim uh, ban on alcohol? And if, a, Yet, if a <coughs> not, it's not a question of scientists alone. It's a question of scientists and it's a question of moralists and it's a question of criminologists. Their opinion put together should be considered. As far as the benefits of spirit are concerned, this is one play. This is one object which is mentioned in the Holy Quran, with a reference also to its benefits. While forbidden, it says it has its benefits, of course. But its uh, uh, harms outweigh the benefits, and the harms are briefly mentioned in principle. We speak of its uh, its 
power, its capability to dazzle human intellect, to befog human intellect, to capture human intellect to a degree where he is no longer in command of his actions. Now, if you read phenomenologists' appraisal of what is happening in the Western society in particular, you will see that the one single culprit which is attributed to be responsible most largely for the crime in our society is alcohol. And an alcohol addiction is much wider than the drug addiction. And the, not only the crimes, but the suffering which results from alcoholism every Christmas at least, by way of killing of innocent lives and badly mauled people, etc., during driving by the alcoholics, is, is not a piece of information at all. Everybody knows this. Moreover, once I read a report in some British magazine which spoke of the crimes committed against women in a society which is uh, unfortunately less, less advantageous economically, the lower rung of the, of the society, of labor, etc. That report was very clear on this, this, that most of the crimes committed against poor women in the lowly placed society are, are, uh, are done under the influence of alcohol. And most of the deprived children must blame alcoholism of their parents or their father because the earning which they have is not sufficient to be able to maintain a decent standard for the whole family plus provide for their uh, special weakness for alcohol. So they go to the pubs and return drowning their fears, drowning their sorrows, apparently at an advantage, but also drowning all their sense of moral values and abusing their own wives, smashing their heads against walls, being cruel to the children, destroying the peace of home. So if you study the whole case, without any prejudice, just neutrally, you will come to, I, I believe you will come to the same conclusion as I have myself come, that if you remove alcoholism from British society, drinking from British society, it will turn into a much better and um, attractive place to live, and with very little of uh, crookedness and crime left in this the second thing which I want to point out is that <coughs> evil addictions can also be determined by the children they give birth to. You see, if you are a milk drinker, for instance, teetotaler, such habits do not create other habits which are worse than these. The simple habits, you can live for centuries with these without their giving birth to worse habits. But addiction always creates worse forms of addiction. And drug addiction is a child of alcoholism, in fact. When you can no longer be kicked to the degree that you, are, you want, when you no longer can be excited to a state which used to excite you but no more, 
when you want to go beyond, then of course you are in search of something like drugs of different forms and types. And this drug addiction, according to my study, is definitely born out of the alcoholic addiction prior, before it. Prior to it or before it. Again, this drug addiction or overmuch alcoholism also is related to promotion of crime. Because when you are addicted to a player, whether it's a good player or bad player, irrelevant. <coughs> when you're addicted to any player and you do not have economic means to have access to that player, then crime is willy-nilly born. Because addiction is something which demands things most terribly. A man who is addicted loses command of his own faculties and sense of justice and fair play, and he must have what he wants to have at that time. So that is the reason why these things are interrelated and they go on increasing and resulting in, in, in proliferating in other smaller or bigger evils. So I'm quite satisfied with the Islamic teaching that uh, alcoholism is forbidden. Very, very wise words from His Holiness, the fourth Indeed. Caliph of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, Tahir Ahmad, may Allah have mercy on him, isn't it? And very eloquently, you know, in just uh, five or six minutes, answered, uh, answered a very deep question, isn't it? Correct. You know, it was very beautifully said by His Holiness that, you know, I agree with Islam. I'm, I'm found, found I'm, I'm content with mm. the, uh, with the Islamic the teaching teachings, Islam, yeah. and this is actually what we believe, also believe in. Yes, we are content with the teachings of Islam, as he mentioned in, in while uh, in his Q and A here that alcohol is a widespread issue. As my words, obviously, I'm paraphrasing here, but it's it's spread more than drugs, mm. right? Because um, um, it's drugs, in, it's interesting, isn't it? Because the reason why his holiness or one of the Correct. reasons why he he, he said it, said this because alcohol is so easily available he's spoken about this as well it's so readily available Indeed. and it's legal that that's the thing that's the issue it's legal now if you talk about drugs if you talk about any sort of drug right they're illegal, they're illegal, illegal. even though the effects of the drugs may be less than alcohol right but because you know society has you know, moved on or, or has sort of, uh, or the basis of the society, especially in the West, or even in other nations as well, is built around alcohol. That's Social true. gatherings, they have to have alcohol, whatever fa shape or form it may be, maybe in wine, maybe in champagne, maybe it could be in beer, whatever it may be, alcohol is always available. Oh, yes. And they need to have alcohol as well. And this is why, one of the reasons why they have made it legal. And it's all based around that beverage which they are able to um, get legally. Hmm. And that's why, you know, one thing I, w I would say to our listeners, never drink and drive. Just this is one thing to take away. Hmm. Don't drink and then drive because that's causing even more harm to society. You might um, get yourself into trouble. You get someone else injured. Um, you can think what I'm talking about. Uh, you can imagine the worst, right? While you, and you won't even know. There was one... Um, um, what's it called? A a, a cam a cam call, a, a recording for, of, of a police station in yeah. America. Right. The, the lady didn't even know what she has done. She was she was she was more concerned that her car has been impounded. She didn't realize that she has 
and um, killed um, um, some people mm. while she was driving intoxicated. Right. And she was more concerned that she won't be able to um, go to school or work the next day because yeah. the cars are impounded. And she was asking that question over and over again. And then and the police officer, they were trying to make her realize, you know what you have done. Mm. And she was unable to um, take that in, take 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 that in, or yeah. get uh, get the person in 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 the brain. So yeah. the, these are the consequences which you have from it. That's why we that's why we're saying, if someone has any issues and is facing anything, please take that very first step, and try it and get the help and get that guide guidance. Mm. There are many people who are able to help. You can even ask us. We might be able to get get you connected with someone also. Mm. So you know there is no safe amount of alcohol. You know that's why you know I'm also surprised sometimes. So if alcohol is um, so harmful, right? So one must wonder this. So why is it so popular? Uh, for this, uh, the answer you know is um, the Hazim uh, Ghulam, the founder of the Ahmadi Muslim community. May Allah be pleased with him. Hmm. He talks about uh, this um, alcohol in one of his books, and he said that many times it happens that if a certain thing is not widespread enough. Then it is um, its effect cannot be known. Take for instance the prevalence of alcohol nowadays in the place like Europe. If the prevalence did not occur, then how could it? How could its negative effects become manifest? From which the world today seeks refuge, and by its prevalence, um, the beauty of Islam and the message of the Holy Prophet hmm. is revealed which stopped the vice and deemed it unlawful. Then one uh, is interesting, you know, the risks and harms associated with uh, with the drinking of alcohol have been systematically um, um, evaluated over the years and have been well documented because alcohol has mm. been readily available throughout centuries now. Yeah. So it's been well documented. Well, yeah. People have a good understanding of it, but we, uh, <laughs> we don't pay heed to it. Even the World Health Organization as well has now published a statement in the in the Lancet Public Health. It says that when it comes to alcohol consumption, there is no safe amount that does not affect health. And we asked this question to our our guest as well, wasn't it? Yes. And uh, she agreed with it as well. I mean, there is no safe amount that does not you know that does not affect health. Correct. So that means that any even if you have a little bit, that's going to affect you. That's going to have an effect on you as well. So people say that you know I'm just, just going to have one glass. I'm just going to have one little beer, I'm just going to have a sip, or I'm just going to have one shot, or whatever. One kind of beer, or whatever. That is still going to affect you. And it's still going to be, it's still going to be, you know, um, you know, harmful for you, harmful for you as well, isn't it? Yes. Why, uh, why aren't Muslims allowed to drink alcohol? This is a very, you know, a uh, very fundamental and basic, uh, basic question as well. Um, let's listen to an audio clip which will uh, answer this as well. Why are we allowed to drink any alcohol? Alcohol, when you see, already you have uh, seen so many campaigns against drunken driving, haven't you? Yes. And you must have been aware also of uh, alcohol men being mentioned frequently in connection with the increase in crime. So this is something which is bad. Because under alcoholic influence, we either lose control of, over our actions or we are enfeebled in our mental capabilities to judge things in the right perspective. So we make, we're more likely to make errors of judgment. Like it is demonstrated during our driving of cars under alcoholic influences. 
Why do accidents take place? Because our uh, judgment is impaired under alcoholic influence. So when you can't drive a car, how can you be safe in dealing with other human affairs? That is why many an alcoholic person has been reported to smash the head of his own child against the stone wall, becoming mad at something, you know, he couldn't control his rage. Similarly, most of the cruelties committed against uh, wives, women here, uh, by their husbands, are reported to be under the influence of wine or alcohol, whatever you call it. So, because it is, it has more bad than good about it, so the Holy Quran says that is why it has been forbidden. Again, His Holiness, the worldwide head of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, or the fourth head, the fourth caliph of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, Hazrat Mr. Tahir Ahmed, may Allah have mercy on him, answering very, very eloquently, very beautifully as well, explaining mm. to a child why we are not allowed or we are not uh, permissible, it's not permissible to drink alcohol as well. Um, very beautiful, isn't it? Uh, the teachings of Islam, this, as mentioned in the beginning, that it's so it's so black and white, that it's so it's so very it's very clear it's cut, clear cut for us. and it's very easy for us to understand as well. We're not allowed it because it, it is harmful for you, and the effects, the, the way it's harmful, we can see that. Oh, yes. we, we can see that. That's, that's very apparent. Even in in the very first clip we played of His Holiness, yeah. um, may I love mercy on him. Um, even in that, he said that the fam- family fam- um, system comes dysfunctional yeah. my words again but he he, he elaborated on this yeah. that it kind of it affects the system of the family and so we have to be mindful that's why Islam one thing which is, which is really beautiful about Islam is that if there is a vice or any, if there's a sin it cuts it from the roots it doesn't take the trees off or the leaves off mm. but it takes it off from the roots so the the, the real cause of, of it that's taken off so mm. uh, let's say for uh, alcohol right which is readily available um, but Islam says no. Why? Because alcohol leads to, for example, um, family problems, addictions, drugs, abuse, etc., etc., and so on and so forth. So that's why Islam said no, alcohol is forbidden. Well, forbidden, absolutely. Let's speak to our next guest who is on the line with us, Rajni Shah, who is an educator, YouTuber, social activist, a writer, and also a speaker as well. She's also uh, the deputy director of uh, Inspiring. Indian uh, women. Asalaamu Alaikum, peace be upon you. Good afternoon and welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us. The World Health Organization recently stated that when it comes to alcohol consumption, there is no safe yeah. amount that does not affect health. Maybe you heard that on the, on the show previously as well. What do you think about this? Do you, do you agree? Yes, uh, totally agree because they uh, base this statement on the potential risk associated with alcohol consumption. And they stated that there is no safe amount of alcohol consumption that does not affect health. Hmm. Which means the alcohol consumptions can include various health conditions and increased risk, risk of accidents and heart attacks. Hmm. Yeah, so you know, the, the effects of that, the harmful effects of that are so prominent as well. Um, wh- what do you think are the most common factors or, or causes that actually contribute to excessive drinking you know, in, in the first place? Well, there are several factors contribute to the excessive drinking. Uh, this can be social cause, the cultural norms, uh, then peer pressure, work stress, mental health issues. And uh, one more thing I feel that it is easily accessible. Mm-hmm. Alcohol are easily accessible and you can buy easily from the markets. Mm-hmm. Also, 
एडवर्टाइजमेंट एंड द मार्केटिंग टेक्टिक्स एंड द जेनेटिक प्रीडिस्पोजिशन इज ऑल्सो अ फैक्टर सो इट इज इम्पॉर्टेंट टू नोट दैट द रीजन फॉर एक्सेसिव ड्रिंकिंग कैन वेरी फ्रॉम पर्सन टू पर्सन बट येस सोशल प्रेशर इज ऑल्सो अ वेरी इम्पॉर्टेंट कॉज एज वी कैन सी दैट मोस्ट ऑफ द टीनेजर्स आर सफरिंग फ्रॉम मेंटल डिस्टर्बेंस and uh, the person uh, the people who are working in mncs also have uh, very much work pressure so this also lead to the consumption of alcohol so um in your experience what um impact can alcohol or um alcoholic parents um have on the uh, upbringing of their own children well this is very very important yes. because uh, children with alcoholic parents can be significantly impacted by their upbringing correct they may experience instability neglect emotional and physical abuse inconsistent parenting and an environment that normalizes excessive drinking mm-hmm. sometimes they ex- experience the various challenges such as emotional and behavioral issues low self esteem then uh, difficulties forming healthy relationships mm-hmm. and uh, they also suffer from uh, mental disturbance yes. they feel lonely hmm. yes so, you know uh, one thing which is really interesting that you know people who have a more wealth um they consume um a more alcohol but they don't suffer the health consequences with it but we see who are less wealthy they face more health um, what's it called uh, consequences and um, what what's what's the case behind this issue uh, according to my research mm-hmm. as i am a social activist yes. so i have done some research on my own so according to my research the people with higher incomes tend to consume more health alcohol without suffering as many health consequences compared to those with lower incomes yes one possible explanation that i can give you is higher incomes may have better access to healthcare enable enabling them to address health issues more effectively also uh, socio economic factors can influence health outcomes mm-hmm. and individuals with uh, higher incomes may generally lead healthier lifestyles or have healthier habits outside of alcoholic consumption uh, they can join gym they can have healthy diet uh, they can uh, go to hospitals uh, and get their health checkups yearly so uh, this leads to the uh, lower risk but it will it does not banish the risk there is a risk factor with the higher income also mm-hmm. but uh, as their lifestyle is different so they have uh, comparatively to the lower income they have less risk they have less uh, disease yes you know rajni you are also an educator so how important do you think it is to raise that awareness um on how, on how harmful the alcoholic consumption is uh already we i have done many uh, awareness Uh, campaigns yes. uh, through online and offline but i think yes raising awareness about the harmful after effects of alcohol consumption is very important mm-hmm. uh, we should educate people about the potential risk and negative impact on physical and mental health uh, which help individuals make informed decisions about their alcoholic intake 
and by understanding the consequences people mm-hmm. may be more likely to engage in uh, responsible drinking and seek help for alcoholic related issues also i feel that education can also help Uh, reducing stigma promoting uh, support systems and encouraging healthier coping mechanisms for stress and other health, healthy life challenges so awareness is very important and yes. we should always try to create awareness and especially to the teenagers because they are more tend to uh, addiction so to stop that the teenagers is very very important mm-hmm. and I also urge to the government to uh, implement some uh, courses in the school to aware the children about the harmful effects of alcohol. Correct. Thank you so much. Thank you for such a great work you're doing to raise the awareness about alcohol um, and in its consumption and its health effects. Um, we hope and pray that you um, get more people um, get more people learn to get the awareness out there and inshallah when we speak again next time hopefully there will be even more to talk about thank you so much thank you so thank much you so for much. inviting me tonight and giving me the opportunity to speak about this harmful hazard thank you so alcohol. much for joining us today rajnisha thank you This was Ritnisha, who mm. is an educator, a YouTuber, social activist, writer, and a speaker. Great work she's been doing. Mm. I know we are hitting the last minute of the hour. I, 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 we wanted to ask more questions. I had more um, um, ideas or more things to talk about. But uh, this is we are pushing for for the, for the hour we had, and hopefully we were able to do justice also for our listeners. You know, I the one thing I would say here is you know. great work she's been doing great um thing um, g- um raising that awareness one thing which is really um important to which is arjish also said this to get the education out there for the youth who are getting more indulged into these harmful um, c- um consumption of alcohol or this intoxication so mm-hmm. they need to be more aware more people should uh, um there should be labels on these um bottles like you have labels or those pictures on the cigarette packets there should be a good label on on those uh, yeah alcohol kills or something or like something that something like that yeah. and that 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 should be on the forefront and not just saying okay bottle made in 1888 but mm. it should be saying okay this is harmful but it's up to you to consume it or not yeah i mean that yeah marketing is a is a very marketing is really big, big thing is yes, a big thing mentioned by rajni and also our first caller nick nick nicola And they both said about the marketing is which is very strong uh, on these um, mm. on the forefront of alcohol and it's legal at, at this moment. Yeah, as that's you a, mentioned I mean that's the thing. I mean when we're talking about uh, cigarettes as well, before there used to be cigarette adverts yes. as well, right? Mm. A couple of decades ago, there used to be cigarette adverts, and a lot of people smoke cigarettes. They didn't even know about the there harmful effects. Sponsors for many the sponsors, uh, exactly, exactly. Yeah, there are like Formula One and all of that, but now. um that is banned you, you there's no adverts for cigarettes and, and and just like you said on the packet of the cigarette packet it, there is the you know hot smoking kill and this picture of like yeah. bl- lungs which are mm. rotten away and black and everything yes. and uh, i mean that is a deterrent as well someone looks at that they were like oh maybe maybe they will say okay you know what forget it, i'm not going to smoke it but if you look and it's legal as well oh, but if you look at it on you know if, if you look at if you look at alcohol and the way alcohol is promoted the way alcohol alcoholic companies are used for sponsors as well alcohol and, and you know beer companies and all of that whatever you want to call it and also it's it's legal 
it's not it's not illegal indeed and it's readily available why is it that, you know on alcohol the, the bottles are made in a you know very you know very glamorous and you know you know in a fashionable and beautified way but there's nothing that says you know alcohol kills alcohol does this to your liver alcohol make you know it is a chance of you getting this cancer or this and mm-hmm. that this disease and that disease there's nothing about that is it indeed Do you know um Uh, there's a um, Quranic verse which Allah Almighty says O ye who believe approach not prayer when you are f- uh, not in full possession of your sense until you know what you're saying so here it's been mentioning you know when you're intoxicated you shouldn't be um, going towards the prayers so mm. someone who is intoxicated because they might not be able to think straight um, think straight for that very reason the Holy Prophet peace and blessings of Allah be upon him um, said that if a large amount of anything causes intoxication even a small um, um, amount of that is forbidden yeah. and it was me- it's been mentioned in various different uh, narrations and likewise the Holy Quran forbids alcohol not only because it can lead to addiction and um, disrupt society but it also ca- um, harms one's health also mm. And similarly, the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon, has stated that uh, what's it called about wine, and he forbade. Uh, and one of the companions asked him this, uh, um, what's it called uh, the Holy Prophet about wine, and he forbade uh, forbade him when he told him that he used to uh, used it only um, as medicine. The Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of, of Allah, replied to him, "It is not a medicine, but it, it is a disease." And mm-hmm. it's mentioned in in, in Sahih Muslim, you know. And then in various different generations, alcohol has been forbidden. The consumption of alcohol has been forbidden. Mm. So exactly, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I mean, like, like we like we have said that the teachings of Islam are so clear that there's no excuse, you know, for anyone. Correct. Uh, to 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 say no, the Holy Quran doesn't say, or the Holy Prophet peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, be upon him hasn't forbidden it. This and that. I mean, but but <laughs> that's not. Cut. It's very clear cut. And uh, it, it is, you know, absolutely forbidden as well. Yes, you know, Shajil, the f- hour just flew by. I just looked at the time. We have only 30 seconds left before the six o'clock news. Um, five uh, o'clock news. Five o'clock news. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we still have one hour after that. Hopefully, we were able to do some justice to this topic. It's a mm. very vast topic, very important topic. And we had a show about this uh, a couple of weeks ago also. Yeah. We're trying to get this uh, in, in different angles. It's about raising awareness raising, as well, Raising awareness, it? correct. Which is very and big. And with this, we'll see you in, again, inshallah, after that Uh, five o'clock news here and here is the five o'clock news you are listening to the recording of a live show please do not call or text as this is a recording and lines are now closed assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuhu peace and blessings of allah be upon you all welcome back to the drive time show here on the voice of islam radio um as you would be aware that uh, for a couple of weeks now we've been uh, we have started this um this series of shows about the conditions of bayat Now this is uh, you know this is we're also going to be talking about um, one of the conditions of bayat now bayat is an arabic term which literally means to sell right to sell mm-hmm. and over here it means to sell yourself to to god almighty yes you know and the reason why we're talking about this is because the 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 uh, the founder of the ahmadiyya muslim community hazrat mirza ghulam ahmad of qadian Uh, upon whom be peace right when he under divine commission right when he was under divine inspiration to start a community he actually laid down 10 different conditions someone who wants to become part of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community he or she will try their level best to act upon these 10 conditions right and these 10 conditions if you go through them 
they are very, very much what Islam teaches. It's not something which is, uh, you know, something which is which is from his own. He didn't start it from his own, from his own self. He didn't say, you know, he didn't make something up. Whatever his teachings are, is very much in accordance, or is in fact, it actually is what Islam teaches. It is what Islam teaches, and what the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, has given to us as well. Now, there's 10 conditions. We've spoken about the first condition. We've spoken about the second condition. We've spoken about the third condition. But the second condition, because there are a lot of different subtopics in that condition, we we only managed to speak about one of those things, which was falsehood. Um, the, the condition is, and I'll read that, that someone who you know wants to become part of the community, he or she shall keep away from falsehood, fornication, adultery, Trespass of the eye, de- debauchery, dissipation, cruelty, dishonesty, mischief, and rebellion. And that he or she will not permit himself or herself to be carried away by passions, however strong they might be. Now, there are nine kinds of sins uh, which are mentioned in this condition uh, that the initiate, someone who wants to become part of the community, they will you know, try to their level best to act upon this condition as well. Now, before, when we spoke about this condition as well, we only spoke about the first thing, which was falsehood. Um, so now we're going to be talking about, you know, keeping away from adultery, trespass of the eye, um, you know, keeping away from wickedness, immorality, so on and so forth as well. But just before we actually, you know, get into the deeper, um, you know, the deeper understanding uh, of this, there's a brief audio clip that we will just listen to, which will, you know, give a, a quite, a, quite a, an insight in regards to the conditions of birth, pledging allegiance as well. Let's listen to that right now. The conditions of initiation, birth, in the Ahmadiyya Muslim community by Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmad of Qadian, the promised Messiah, peace be upon him. The initiate shall solemnly promise, one, that he or she shall abstain from shirk, association of any partner with God, right up to the day of his or her death. Two, that he or she shall keep away from falsehood, fornication, adultery, trespasses of the eye, debauchery, dissipation, cruelty, dishonesty, mischief and rebellion, and will not permit himself or herself to be carried away by passions, however strong they might be. 3. That he or she shall regularly offer the five daily prayers in accordance with the commandments of God and the Holy Prophet and shall try his or her best to be regular in offering the Tahajjud and invoking the Rood on the Holy Prophet that he or she shall make it his or her daily routine to ask forgiveness for their sins, to remember the bounties of God and to praise and glorify Him. 4. That under the impulse of any passions, he or she shall cause no harm whatsoever to the creatures of Allah in general and Muslims in particular, neither by his or her tongue, nor by his or her hands, nor by any other means. 5. That he 
or she shall remain faithful to God in all circumstances of life, in sorrow and happiness, adversity and prosperity, in felicity and trial, and shall in all conditions remain resigned to the decree of Allah and keep himself or herself ready to face all kinds of indignities and sufferings in his way and shall never turn away from it at the onslaught of any misfortune. On the contrary, he or she shall march forward. 6. That he or she shall refrain from following un-Islamic customs and lustful inclinations and shall completely submit himself or herself to the authority of the Holy Quran and shall make the word of God and the sayings of the Holy Prophet the guiding principle in every walk of his or her life. 7. That he or she shall entirely give up pride and vanity and shall pass all his or her life in humbleness, cheerfulness, forbearance and meekness. 8. That he or she shall hold faith, the honour of faith, and the cause of Islam dearer to him or her than his or her life, wealth, honour, children and all other dear ones. 9. That he or she shall keep himself or herself occupied in the service of God's creatures for his sake only and shall endeavour to benefit mankind to the best of his or her God-given abilities and powers. 10. That he or she shall enter into a bond of brotherhood with this humble servant of God, pledging obedience to me in everything good for the sake of Allah, and remain faithful to it till the day of his or her death, that he or she shall exert such a high devotion in the observance of this bond as is not to be found in any other worldly relationship and connections demanding devoted dutifulness. So that was just a brief uh, introduction in regards to the 10 conditions of birth, um, the pledging allegiance and what those uh, conditions actually are. And uh, like, like I said, we're going to be talking about the second condition in further detail as well. Now. Allah the Almighty says in the Holy Quran in, in Surah, uh, in chapter 17, Surah Bani Israel, verse 33, and come not near unto adultery. Surely it is a foul thing and an evil way. Now the promised Messiah, والسلام, peace be upon him, has said that do not go near adultery. That is to say, avoid all occasions that create, uh, you know, that create that thought in your mind whatever creates that thought in your mind keep away from it he says avoid all ways that carry a risk of getting involved in this sin whoever commits adultery goes to the limit of the evil adultery is a very evil way it stops you from reaching your true objective and carries major risks in it he who is unable to get married should try to maintain his chastity in other ways. For instance, he should keep fasts or reduce his food intake or should, should do hard physical work. And this is one of the ways in which you can get yourself you know, occupied in other things so that you, you, know, you become too tired to even commit, you know, go into this way as well. Yes. He also states in a different place that 
he, the Prophet Messiah upon whom be peace, he also said that he's admonished to stay away from from things that lead to adultery. Sometimes the youth ignore this matter, right? And they get used to watching films that are not you know, fit to be seen. Um, they are beneath good moral standards. So we should avoid them because that is also an, a form of adultery Indeed. as well. It's not just, it's not, of course, committing adultery physically, that is a, <laughs> adultery anyway. But when you look at other things, when you look at bad things, lewd things, um, that is also another form of adultery. Indeed. You know, likewise in the Holy Quran, it is stated, you know, that's the one thing I was mentioning even in the first hour, mm. the Holy um, the Islam takes um, the sins away from its roots. Yeah. So it says, like, don't go near al-fawahish, yeah. don't go um, um, onto in, um, um, uh, indecency, right? Be it in the open, whether it's a, uh, or it's secret. So the Holy Quran has stressed in simple words said, okay, don't go into any indecency, be it in the open mm. or be it in the secret. So exactly. It's, it cuts it from the roots. Someone might, might be, okay, you can't do it openly, you can do it secretly, but Holy Cross says, no, you can't do it even secretly. So it has taken that, um, um, it was called, blanket away straight away. Okay, mm. we might be able to do that or we might be able to do that. So you can't do any indecency or any adultery or any fornication, whatever that is, mm. in the open or in the secret. So mm. that's the one thing we know Holy Quran has stated fundamentally. So, you know, as we, as we have, we've been speaking about it, um, um, adultery right now, one thing which always comes in my mind is, you know, as you've mentioned before, even at Prime is mentioned about the um, film, um, um, what's it called, uh, movies and stuff. Mm. Mm. One thing, you know, I would say is, if someone is indulged or something into this, best thing to do is close up screen straight away. It's really hard, it's really um, difficult to press that button, right? You're mm. in, indulged in it. Try and press that button and go out. Get that fresh air into your system or just do something else. Just take your mind away from it. Because in, um, a human son has been, is weak, right? If someone is in, uh, we obviously we're not here to point out any fingers or anything. Mm. Because we're, yeah. uh, we're exactly. here to um, teach, educate or raise the awareness. <laughs> if someone is uh, getting involved, just close the screen and just go out for fresh air. Mm. And that is, I think, one of the best things you can always just go do some other work. Yes, just do anything else, literally. Even like the Prophet has mentioned, do some hard physical work. Hmm. That takes physical your mind exercise away. or whatever. That's why I always say, you know, exercise is one of the best things to do. It tires you out. Hmm. And, and yeah, you literally don't even have the energy to do something else, isn't it? You know, there's a saying in Urdu, right? Khali Dhamar Shaitan Ka Ghar, right? Hmm. Like a... Um, um, an empty, empty, empty brain yeah. is where, where the Satan exists, right? Yeah. So keep yourself busy. Try to do your work. Try other things. Try to learn something new. Hmm. Get that into your system instead of wasting time on something else. Try if you have, let's say, one hour to um, chill, or do you have nothing to do? Try and hmm. learn something new. Try to, or if you have a business or something, try to think about how can I get my business to another step, right? Don't keep yourself um, busy, um, um, what's it called, um, free hmm. for all the illnesses to come into your mind. Instead, keep yourself busy, be it praying, being doing something else. Just keep that mind um, working for something else. Yeah. And that's one way. And and I have seen from different um, people that that has worked for them. Yeah. No, literally, it's it is something that we need to try our best to to just stay away from as well because. This is, you know, one thing which is uh, easily accessible as well. 
when it comes to you know when it comes to you know different applications on your phone different uh, movies that you can literally watch on your TV um magazines you can buy a lot of different you know it's 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 easily available in this in this regard as well so it's not just about committing adultery you know f- you know physically right obviously that's that's harmful and that's bad and that's not allowed that's not permissible Correct. right but it's and uh, different ways in which people can do this as well so another thing which is related to this is the trespass of the eye now there's a saying of the holy prophet peace and blessings of allah be upon him that fire is forbidden on that eye which instead of watching is cast down when confronted with something that allah has forbidden to see so if allah you might have said that you're not allowed to see something you're not allowed to do something you're not allowed to go near this then that eye which doesn't see it which which you know lowers his gaze fire would be forbidden on that eye as well and fire is also forbidden uh, to touch the eye that has been taken out in the way of allah the glorious as well there's there's you know various other sayings as well the traditions another companion may allah be pleased with him narrates that the holy prophet peace and blessings of allah be upon him said that assure me of six things concerning you and i will assure, and i will assure your entry to paradise mm-hmm. so these six things are when you speak speak the truth right when you make a promise you fulfill that promise correct yeah? it doesn't matter how big a promise it may be how small it may be fulfill that promise complete it when you're when you're given a trust convey it when demanded there should be no excuses oh i don't have it or oh, this and that whatever if someone has trusted you with something could be property could be money could be anything else could could even be a secret right you need to keep that trust for that person safeguard your private parts keep your eyes cast down and hold your hands from cruelty yes these are six things and if you do these six things then you know allah the almighty will give you yes. will, will you know will enter into enter you into paradise you know um, shajil you know just going towards um pornography especially and right. that nowadays one might you know has this illusion that i can quit whenever i want mm. right as I mentioned before is that's a really difficult part when once you start and that it's un- could be a it's difficult really, part, yeah. it could be really difficult that's also an addiction right it's it's like an addiction, an addiction yeah Quit. it is it is so you know um because uh, uh, pornography can damage one's psychological um um what's it called um psychologically and then putting him or into the happening uh, habit for example objectifying women and you know and the just the human body in general for example hmm. so you know these things we have to be we have to understand especially one thing his, his holiness may allah be his hope has um, mentioned in, in one of his friday sermons regarding um, on, on the issue uh, about pornography he said uh, viewing such a vain thing such films is a kind of addiction hazur advised um, so hazur has advised you know against um, forming friendships uh, which cause um, a person to go into or further indulging into these vain pursuits and even um, the problem scientists of Islam may Allah be pleased with him has said stated it desires of the world create a form of impure, impure greed which uh, in turn increases yearning and the thirst for more and uh, the same is go which which is it goes for pornography also right once you get into that you want to see more or you might even want to go into um different um aspects of it right 
Mm. And you start with one thing, you go into another idea, you go into another idea, and it, it gets out of hand with mm. with all the weird ideas one might can have in, in in his brain. Yeah. So we have to um, think about what we do. The best thing, to, uh, the remedy for that is right, um, is to remember Allah the Almighty, ask for forgiveness, um, invoke blessings of the Prophet and pray. This, this is, um, in other words, this is one of the best ways to fight against bad behavior mm. uh, in seeking God's help. So, and furthermore, once Hazul stated this in, in his Friday sermon, a prayer, and uh, which is as follows, Oh Allah, create love in our hearts, reform us and guide us to the path of peace, and take us from darkness to light, and save us from manifest evil, whether inward or outward, mm. and bless our ears, our eyes, our hearts, our wives, and our children, and turn to us with mercy. Indeed, you are the um, oft returning, the merciful, and make us grateful for your blessings, remembering them with praise and accepting them, and will Allah complete the favors upon us. So, uh, this this is one of the prayers um, which. Um, what is is um, the Holy Prophet may Allah um, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him has taught us mm. and was mentioned by His Holiness may Allah um, may Allah be his helper in one of his Friday sermons that this is one of the prayers which we can use to get away from these kind of vices or mm. this kind of darkness. Absolutely, absolutely, and to stay away from these are you know is very very important. Um, the promised Messiah upon whom be peace has said that God Almighty has not only set, you know, excellent teachings for acquiring the quality of chastity, mm-hmm. but has furnished man with five remedies against unchaste uh, behavior. And these are to, you know, to, to, to restrain one's eyes from gazing up, from you know, from looking at women, from gazing up onto women who are outside the prohibited degrees. Uh, second thing is to safeguard the ears from listening to their voices, you know, to refrain from listening to the stories about them, to avoid occasions that might furnish incitement towards this vice, and also to control oneself during the period of celibacy uh, through fasting, dieting, and you know various other things as well. So these are practical, practical things that we can actually do um, to keep ourselves. You know, uh, pure. You yes. know, and not, not, not. You know, let our minds, you know, d- you know, think about something else, delve into something else, and think about committing this. Uh, you know, this vice as well. Another thing which uh, has been mentioned in this uh, condition is to keep away from wickedness and also immorality. Now, when someone is fasting. He should not indulge in foul talk, nor should, you know, no talk of wickedness or ignorance. And if someone deals with him, you know, in ways of ignorance, he should simply say that I am fasting, I am fasting. This is, you know, when someone, you know, when someone is, uh, you know, in, when someone is fasting, right? But a lesson that we can learn from this is that if you're able to do that in, in, in a state of fasting or when it's the month of Ramadan or whatever, and you don't do that, and you don't, you know, you know, you know, if someone wants to abuse, or someone is abusing you, someone wants to hurt you physically or verbally, you don't sort of respond in that way that he wants from you. You don't, you don't respond. Mm-hmm. Instead, you say, I'm fasting. You know, just leave me alone. I'm fasting. 
I'm, you know, I'm not going to do or say anything back to you. If you're able to do that during the month of Ramadan or whilst you're fasting, then you can so- surely do that in other days when you're not fasting as well. So this is a simple lesson that we can learn. Another saying of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon, it, be upon him, is that he said to rebuke a believer is wickedness and to fight him is disbelief. So all the Muslims that are out there that are fighting with one another, they need to listen to the saying of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. If someone calls himself a Muslim, then that person is a Muslim. No one has the right to say, no, you're not a Muslim. It doesn't matter what sect you're from, what, you know, what denomination that you belong to, or which country that you live in, which mosque that you go to, right? If someone is a Muslim, he calls himself a Muslim, then that person is a Muslim. And the Holy Prophet of Islam, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, has said that to rebuke a believer is wickedness. That's not a good thing, that's wicked. A wi- you know, that's a wicked act. And to fight him is disbelief. So if you're fighting a, a believer, if you're fighting a, a Muslim, automatically you're, the, the, the action that you're committing is, a, is, a, you know, is, is an action with the, with, which the disbelievers do. So we shouldn't be doing that. Now, something which is you know, quite interesting um, is also that there's a, you know, there, there's a companion, may Allah be pleased with him, he narrates that the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, said that the merchants are wicked. You know, the you know, people who the tradesmen. The narrator added that, oh, he was asked that does Allah not make trade lawful? Isn't you know trading with one another, doing business with one another, isn't that lawful though? Mm-hmm. Uh, upon this, the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, said, why not? Of course it is, but when they make a deal, they tell lies and raise the price, making statements under oath. They say, oh no, by God, this this is actually this. The price of this is that. The price of this is that, and they raise the prices so high. And they swear on that as well, that, you know, God Almighty, or swear on God that this is what it is. Yes, and I've seen that firsthand um, in, <laughs> I won't say which country or where I've seen it, but I've seen it as like, this is the actual price of it. Hmm. And even though they've gotten it, for example, let's say for one pound and they're selling for 10 pound, 10 times the price of the actual value. I understand someone might be selling, for example, he has bought it at a cost price, but obviously they have to make something to be able hmm. to get more business. To get a, pro- get a profit, that's, isn't that's, it? The, that's understandable, right? But get, hiking the price up tenfold, that, that, that is cruelty. That's, yeah. that's, that, that is uh, against. And especially, you know, um, I have um, seen where people say that, oh yeah, but uh, you, this is wrong with your car. Hmm. And then you you see, and this, uh, even though that that's not wrong with it, even though it's not, yeah. And you're like, okay, but obviously you you're not an expert of it. You're like, okay, let's get that done. Also, you find out oh, that's not even needed for the next fifteen twenty thousand miles of, hmm. of driving. Yeah. It's totally fine with it, and you just paid x amount of money for nothing. Yeah, and literally, <laughs> yeah, that's what it there, is. There was one a what's it called a documentary. It's on YouTube also. That or like he there's a surveillance thing about um um so garages. I'm not saying all garages are bad or anything, but they were was, was, was doing an experiment on it and they went, took a car there and said, oh yeah, this work has to be done, this work has to be done, even though that, they have they had it checked beforehand by a, a, a independent um, um, Company, mechanic or, yeah, or mechanic, mechanic yeah. and they said, oh, there's nothing wrong with the car. Okay, now we can go. With, and they said, oh yeah, this has to be changed, this has to be changed. And they gave a bill for X amount of money. Hmm. And so some people, uh, some, some companies or some people try to, get money in if someone just walks through their shop 
Yeah, literally. Yeah. So obviously that needs to be uh, taken into consideration. Yeah. That and and that needs to be addressed. That and that's why I always say for cars, especially, always get a second opinion from a second company or second um, individual instead mm. of st- stating with one. Unless you know that person, that that's your mechanic. You know him from that. You know that's you, you, you can trust him. Yeah, you can trust him. That's understand. But if you <coughs> going for the first time somewhere and they say, "Oh, this is wrong," it's always good to get a second opinion. And it doesn't harm someone paying X amount of money hmm. for the, for a diagnosis, but I've been, hmm. which, which I have learned the hard way. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm teaching <laughs> right. this right now. I've learned the hard way, hard way because I've, yeah. for diagnosis is also a good amount of money. Yeah, it is, it is. And that, but that's that's warranted, right? And then say, okay, this is only this is the issue with it, and and for that they take a good amount of money also. But I was like, oh, I'd rather pay that money than instead of wasting another. Hmm. But that's what I've learned the hard way. Some things you learn, some things as uh, you've been taught, some things you the the world teaches you. Yeah, literally, yeah. But the, you know that's that's one of the things which uh, which the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, has told us that you know we need to take care in when it comes to business as well, especially if you are a businessman, if you are a tradesman, if you are a merchant, then and you know be honest, be honest, be honest, be true to your work. Allah the mm. Almighty will provide more. Exactly right. If you're true and honest to your work, and I've seen it um, with one of the mechanics that I have now, hmm. uh, the guy, uh, he's he's he is um, truthful to his work, and he's always busy. He busy. He he's unable to pick up my calls when I call him, uh, uncle. Like this this has to be done, or this is uh, I'm hearing this noise, right? So come, he said, come to my shop and I'll, I'll see. And he has that thing. He said, oh, this is fine. Okay, this has to be done. And it's always been such a beautiful um, what's it called um, um, encounter with him yeah. that he he tells you okay if you hear this that means this is wrong or this is and then you you look out for those um, signs and then that this is how he taught me or some stuff or some things which you can learn mm. or change yourself right but you, you know the promised Messiah upon whom be peace has also said that there are some people who say that you know. The, their business will not flourish or they will not gain any sort of pre- profit if they don't lie yeah. right but the promise Messiah Islam peace be upon him tells those people that you know they need to <coughs> ponder over the fact that this is not the case Allah the Almighty is the one who provides you with wealth he is the one where from him wealth is attained he is the one who provides the wealth and if he wants to give you the wealth and if you're if you're you know if you're an honest person if you're trustworthy and if you tell the truth then Allah the Almighty will provide for you but if you're dishonest and you think that you know you have to lie for your business to flourish, you have to say this, you have to do that, then that's not the right thing. That's not that's not what Allah the Almighty wants. A lot Indeed. of people, you know, you know, a lot of people, you know, they they try to hide uh, different things from the government, so they don't have to pay tax or this and whatever. There's a lot of different things that happen. But you know, if something is not allowed, then it's not allowed. Indeed. You know, if if you know something which is allowed is permissible, then obviously yeah, go for it. Something is not allowed, you cannot be dishonest, right? So that's something that you know we need to we need to take care of uh, as well, and it's and it's very important. It's very important that we look at different things uh, with minute details. Indeed, it's not just something that um, you know we can look over, we can you know just brush over our shoulder and say that you know we're not gonna. We we will act upon we'll act upon this, but we won't act upon this or this and that, picking and choosing. Yes. But we need to make sure that if we if something has come to us, if a teaching has come to us, we need to act upon. To uh, those become a as true well. believer, you have to believe in all the commandments which exactly. Allah has stated. Exactly. 
Now, we've got our guest who is on the line with us, Shamail Ahmed, who is a missionary of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community. Assalamu alaikum, peace be upon you, and welcome to the show. Wa alaikum, peace be upon you and all the listeners. Uh, it's uh, great to be on. Thank you so much for, for joining us. Um, talk, we're talking about the second uh, condition, the second condition of birth. And yeah. uh, you know, Beth being you know, being pledging allegiance to the promised Messiah, the founder of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, and we spoke. There's ten conditions which are laid out. We've spoken about um, the first condition, the second condition, the third condition as well. But in this show, we're just talking about the second condition in a little bit more detail. Um, we've spoken. We've touched upon um, uh, adultery, stay, you know, keeping away from adultery and also keeping away from trespass of the eye. Um, can you just tell us a little bit more about what Islam says in regards to keeping away from wickedness and uh, immorality? So, one thing which you need to first look at when you look at the second condition of bed, I'm just going to track back a little bit just, you know, just to give a bit of a different angle um, on the second condition of bed before I actually answer directly your question. That if we look at the wording of the second condition, it talks about you know staying away from fornication, adultery, trespass of the eye, uh, cruelty, dishonesty, mischief, and rebellion. All these different things of wickedness and immorality, like you said. What we need to remember, and what is really really important, is the fact that this is not just something which we do personally, right? It's not something which is just for a specific. Individuals, yes, obviously, when an individual adheres to these conditions and adheres to all these things that um, that you are that are alluded to in the second condition of uh, bed, then one does become more of a moral person. The connection with God Almighty increases. But what this also does, all these different things which I mentioned, also go back to the fact that this is to maintain society. This is to maintain a peaceful living society that we live in. So, like you just mentioned, like falsehood, adultery and trespass of the eye and, you know, going on to wickedness and immorality as well. All these things are not just to, you know, make an individual just better. Of, of course, that is that is 100%, 100% part of uh, the second condition. However, it also is to make sure that the society that we live in is a peaceful society, it's to make sure that there's no, you know, um, uh, animosity between people, that everywhere that we live um, is it's it's a beautiful and peaceful and a loving loving environment and just going on to like wickedness and immorality the holy quran says uh, and i'll and i'll just quote a verse from the holy quran from uh, hmm. chapter 49 verse 8 it says that and how that among you is the messenger of allah if he were to comply with your wishes in most of the matters he would surely come to trouble but allah has endeared uh, endeared the faith to you and has made it look beautiful to your hearts and he has made disbelief wickedness and dis, uh, disobedience hateful to you such indeed are those who follow the right ones so just looking at the wording that Allah the Almighty is saying that he has made the good things for you beautiful and he has made all these uh, wrong and ill acts of disobedience and disbelief and wickedness look bad to you if you come back to the question of why is it good and bad in the world we see that Without religion, we wouldn't know what is good and what is bad. It is through religion, through what Allah the Almighty has taught his prophets, and through that we know what is bad. So mm. here in the second condition is making sure that, you know, we stay away from 
every sort of immoral act, whether it is business, you were just talking about, you know, falsehood and business and that kind of stuff. Yeah. That is immoral. If you were to, um, if you were to be dishonest in your business, if you were to be dishonest to your children, if you'd be dishonest in terms of money, in terms of family, in yeah. terms of, you know, property, wealth and all these different things, that dishonesty is all immoral. And Allah the Almighty alludes to that. I think that when you do something immoral, right, when you lie, if one was to, you know, commit adultery or look towards something which is ill or look towards something which is wrong or or be dishonest in terms of business and wealth and property, then you automatically feel that I have done something bad. And that is what Allah the Almighty is talking about here in the Quran, that hmm. it has made those things hateful to you. So that is uh, what the, the promise of Allah was alluding to when talking about wickedness and immorality. Yeah. Just, just very short. I mean, we could go on and talk on ages about this. But of course. But there's different aspects we need to cover. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, there, there are so many different things in this condition as well. It's, 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 very, it's very interesting how the promised Messiah upon whom be peace has actually spoken about all of these things uh, or combined all of these things in just one condition as well. So yeah. ta- staying away from all these bad things is very, very important, not just for our betterment, but for the society to better uh, as well. Um, you've spoken about wickedness and immorality, what you know, what Islam says in regards to this as well. Um, something which is quite linked to this is uh, uh, to immorality and wickedness is is cruelty, and keeping away from cruelty is also a very, very important part of the teachings of Islam because obviously you're going to be cruel to other people, isn't it? So obviously you can be cruel to your to yourself, but being cruel to other people is something which is um, which sort of breaks down a community, it breaks down a society. So to, if someone keeps away from cruelty and becomes peaceful, that can actually lift the society up uh, as well and make, may make it flourish. So tell us a little bit about, tell, us, tell our listeners a little bit about what Islam says in regards to, in regards to this. Well, um, every single aspect of this condition of death actually comes back to a verse in the Holy Quran. So mm. the verse which I'd like to cite for this one is of uh, chapter 43, verse 66, where Allah the Almighty clearly states, that, but the parties differed among themselves. So woe to those who were cruel by way of the punishment of a grievous day. So just in essence saying that those people who are cruel, no matter what happens, what circumstances, those people who are cruel were in the end be punished for what they have done and an, another narration which comes to mind of the holy prophet uh, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him when he said beware of cruelty because cruelty will appear as darkness of the day of judgment beware mm. of greediness stinginess and envy because greediness stinginess and envy caused the destruction of the earlier nations it incited them to bloodshed and to dishonor that which was sacred so here, the Holy Prophet, uh, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, clearly talks about how cruelty is, it's not just a small thing, it's not a minor thing which you can just, you know, you can just uh, let it go by. It's something which has destroyed nations in the past. Hmm. And the one thing which we say about Islam is that it's a complete religion. And if we see that these acts of cruelty, these acts of dishonesty and greediness and stinginess and, you know, pursuing things which you shouldn't pursue, pursuing things which Allah the Almighty has instructed not to pursue, then that is ultimately a form of cruelty, cruelty to yourself. And then if you spread that cruelty, like I said before, like you mentioned as well, it is for the peaceful living in society, not just for yourself, it is for society. And if you follow through with all these different means of cruelty, 
then that will in end cause other people to be influenced, which would then cause a whole nation to be influenced. Yeah. And if, if if the Holy Prophet is clearly saying here that it has destroyed previous nations, you can just see what sort of repercussions there may be if we do not adhere to what Allah the Almighty has taught us in the Holy Quran and what he has taught us through the Holy Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. I mean, there's just, it's not, it's not, it's not just on the bigger scale, it starts from the grassroots level. You make these changes within yourself. You are, you are, uh, you know, you are loving and you are beautiful in your morals towards your family, towards the creatures of Allah the Almighty. And then slowly that builds up towards where you work and where you are, you know, the people that are surrounded by you and the people that are affected by you. And that so slowly, slowly affects a whole nation. Hmm. Absolutely, absolutely, very you know, very beautifully put there as well. One thing which you know you you alluded to before yeah. was about you know being uh, being honest. So keeping away from dishonesty is also included in this uh, in this very condition of birth yeah. as well. Um, tell Tina, just tell us a little bit more about this then, because I know the like I mentioned before, there are these conditions or this particular condition. The subheadings in this are, are are quite similar to 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 each other. So you know, such as yeah. you know, keeping away from cruelty, keeping away from wickedness and immorality, and yeah. these things, trespass of the eye, and various other things as well. Dishonesty is also another thing. And mischief is also another thing as well. We sort of speak about mischief in just a bit, but yeah. keeping away from dishonesty. This is also very important, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, uh, dishonesty, and like you just mentioned, like. All these things, you can't just say, you know, stay away from bad things. But what, in the end, what are these bad things? It's dishonesty, it's adultery, it's all these things which are just individual problems and societal problems which we see. And you, and it's not things which, you know, oh, I've never experienced this or I've never seen someone commit adultery. I've never heard of someone commit mischief. It, you have. That's the thing. We've seen it in the past. We've seen the effect of it. And the examples of people that, you know, are dishonest, are mischievous, are, you know, committing sin and committing evil, the examples are right in front of us. With dishonesty, I know you were speaking about it a bit before I joined, uh, but it's just, it's, 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 it's just as plain as, you know, tell the truth, no matter what the effect may be. Telling the truth is always more righteous and dearer to Allah the Almighty. And Allah the Almighty alludes to this, you know, time and time again. Being righteous is nearer to Allah the Almighty than is to be unrighteous and it is to be dishonest hmm. if you are dealing with you know little white lies they oh, no, it's not going to affect anyone that will catch up to you it's the small habit if you if you if you have a child and they have the habit of telling white lies and, they, and they're just you know dishonest here and there and you just let them by hmm. that slowly leads to being dishonest in bigger things then you see you know then you see the people that you know don't disclose their the amount of uh, their, their annual salary because they don't want to be taxed as much, and then you see people that are dishonest to you know their uh, their spouses or their, their children, their family, their parents, and that can cause so much disruption, and not just in the household you live in, but society. That's what I'm saying. That this second condition of bed, it's it's to affect the individual for it to fully have that domino effect into society. That if one person, if every single person individually is honest. It's not mischievous. It's telling the truth. Always is being righteous. Is um, you know not uh, not committing ill or uh, unlawful acts. Then the whole of society will be positively affected by it as a representation of the whole of society. And if it is the other way around, then you can see 
that it will cause disruption, it will cause uh, havoc, and it will cause peace to not be established within society. And mm. I would just like to read out one, uh, you know, quote of the, the promised Messiah, of uh, whom be peace. He said that of the various forms of discarding evil, the second. The, uh, the second is the virtue known as honesty and integrity, hmm. which is the indisposition to harm anyone by taking possession of his property mischievously and dishonestly. It should be clear that honesty and integrity constitute a natural human condition. That is why an infant, which is by nature simple and naive, and because of young age, has not yet acquired any bad habits, dislikes uh, what belongs to others so much, so much so that it is with great difficulty that he allows a strange woman to breastfeed him. That mm. is written in uh, the philosophy of the teachings of Islam, written by the Promised Messiah and here be peace. And it just sh- says that, you know, it is human nature to be honest, to be naive and simple. And it is these acts of dishonesty which slowly you build in within your character and it has negative impacts in the future. It's one mm. of the worst things you could do because if you, once you begin to get comfortable with lying, then you can, you start going towards you know these habits and these things that you may commit these acts of sin that you may commit and you just lie and say that you know I didn't do it or it's not like this or you you know you start to gaslight people and you try to convince them the other way around and it just has a domino effect so Islam just like the other sorry I'm just going back and forth with the different uh, aspects yeah. of this condition but <laughs> Islam Islam says you know to kill all sins kill all evil acts from the grassroots levels. And that is where the comparison is drawn between Islam and other religions. Uh, other religions say, you know, don't, do not look towards a woman with bad intention. It, it commands the men to not look towards women with bad intention. Mm. Where Islam says, you know, just don't look at them at all. Just look away. Um, Islam, from the grassroots level, cuts off the any sort of uh, thing or distraction that can lead towards committing more and more sin, they cut them on the grassroots levels. Yeah. And that is the difference which we draw between Islam and other religions. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Very, very beautifully uh, put there as well. Um, there's quite, there's a few, uh, there's like two or three more um, things which, you know, we, which we need to talk about as well. So we'll just get, get through that. Um, you've spoken about dishonesty as well. So keeping away from mischief, uh, that's also very, uh, very, very important, isn't it? Tell us what what Islam says in regards to in regards to this. I think the line has uh, maybe dropped. Uh, we'll try to you know try we'll try to contact uh, try to get in contact with uh, with him again. Uh, it, it's important, isn't it, that we that we go through all of these different things because yes, they are very similar. Yes, but they have the they they are a little bit different in re, in regards to you know the specific uh, little uh, introductions and what they actually talk about as well. I'm told that uh, I believe that Shmaila Ahmed is back with us. Are you here with us? Assalamu alaikum. Yes, yeah, assalamu alaikum. I don't, I don't know. I think I just got disconnected. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. Um, so yeah, we were talking, or we were going to talk about the next uh, sort of subheading, which is about keeping away from mischief. Can you tell us a little bit more about about this? So, uh, like I said before, there's a verse which uh, which relates to each and every uh, aspect of this condition, and this one is from verse. Uh, chapter 28, verse 78, where Allah the Almighty says, And seek in that which Allah has given thee, the home of the hereafter, and neglect neglect not thy lot in this world. And do good to others as Allah has done good to thee, and seek not to make mischief in the earth. Verily, Allah loves not who make mischief. 
if you just look at what mischief actually is, you can it is basically just causing disruption, um, causing havoc, causing disturbance within peaceful societies, between peaceful communities. Um, you know, it's trying to you know a bit like Chinese whispers that you're telling one message, uh, transferring one message to the other person, disrupting hmm. it a little bit and causing harm and causing. You know, a bit of that, that is that is essentially what mischievous. When you say, you know, that child is mischievous, you you see that oh, he's a bit, you know, he's a bit sly, he's a bit cunning, and using that not to your advantage, but using it for destruction of peace. And Allah the Almighty has just clearly said, um, you know, because I know we have to, uh, we have a lot to get through, but Allah the mm. Almighty has just clearly said that Allah does not love the one who makes mischief uh, in the earth. Allah wants a peaceful society, a peaceful establishment where we all can abide in and worship Allah the Almighty. Very good, very good. Um, another thing which uh, which is uh, in- included in this is uh, keeping away from ways of rebellion. And obviously a rebellion is something you know that is against a, a, a state or a community or, or, or you know, a, 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 you know, a country in in that regard, in this regards as well. Tell us what what the teachings are of Islam in regards to in regards to keeping away from rebellion. So the the second condition of bed also requires that you know the whoever is you know doing the bed just safeguard himself from the ways of rebellion. You know that's part of the aspect. And uh, explaining this, the promised Messiah alludes to a verse. Uh, where he says that and fight them until the rebellion is removed and religion is professed only for Allah, the Almighty. So uh, rebellion, going against you know a nation, going against um, the belief and causing like a, it's similar to mischief, causing havoc, causing peace to be destroyed within society. And uh, the 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 promised Messiah also says you know uh, regarding this that. Uh, fight uh, regarding in, during the life of the Holy Prophet regarding rebellion he says that fighting in the holy city of Makkah is a heinous thing but to hinder men from the ways of Allah and to be ungrateful to him and to expel the righteous men from the sacred mosque is more heinous in the sight of Allah and rebellion that is interfering in the peaceful living is worse than killing you can see how severe such a thing is rebellion is not you know, just, you know, taking someone's life. However, it is causing disruption, which will later have a domino effect, like I keep saying, a domino effect on society, on the next generations, if peace is destroyed. Um, by being rebellious, by, you know, caught, be, being having hypocrites, uh, you know, saying that they believe and then causing other people to go against the prophet, going, telling people to go against, you know, the community, or going against the leader, that is what causing rebellion is all about. And mm. if that is not stopped, then you know peace again peace cannot be established absolutely absolutely and uh it's finally hit coming to to, to the last uh, sort of uh, uh sort of t- um, subtopic in regards to this uh, condition is to not be carried away by passions doesn't matter how strong or how in different diverse forms they may come from they may attack you or you may have you know urges for these passions as well to not be carried away by them as well so tell us a little bit more about this as well. Um, just simply, the promise Messiah really uh, peace be upon him, really simply and very eloquently just states regarding, you know, um, uh, regarding not being carried away by passion is that mm. uh, higher in status than the believe uh, uh, than the believers of the third rank are those who guard themselves against carnal passions and mm. unlawful lust. So you know, 
it's just to put it in you know easy terms it's uh being you know influenced by passions of you know of anger it could be anger it could be lust it could be carnal things it could be chasing worldly things you know being uh having nothing but you know eyes for money or eyes for you know lust or all these things and if you are able to control these passions that means you are conquering your inner self one thing which I I like to mention here that there's two types of uh, there's different types of jihad there's the obviously the jihad which took place at the time of the holy prophet uh-huh. uh, it was the jihad of the sword which is called the lesser jihad but the jihad of nafs which is um actually uh given the title of the bigger jihad the greater jihad the greatest jihad yeah. um uh, uh just to put it in you know and uh, in, in ways to understand that doing struggling and striving for your inner self and letting yourself become a better person by overcoming these desires overcoming these these distractions of the world of these worldly things which are there which are there in front of us to make us go away from all of the might to stray away however if you are able to overcome them and stay on the right path that is exactly what the promise was I was talking about that that is that person who will fulfill this uh, condition of bad and who will fulfill what Allah the Almighty has actually uh, ma- uh, made us and uh, created us for and one thing which I would like to you know just end on uh, yeah. regarding this is that if one person wants to uh, wants to stay away from all these different you know subtopics which I mentioned in the second condition of bad mm. is you know do things like fasting when you fast you are able to control yourself you know that there's a reason why you're doing it because by lying by committing adultery and you know by being immoral mm. that will break your fast yeah. so having these things islam doesn't just pr- tell you what not to do it also gives you the means of how not to do it and it also tells you what will be the result of if you if you commit these acts and what will be uh, the reward if you are able to stay away from such things yeah. so islam doesn't just tell you don't do this and doesn't tell you why it tells you every single aspect and and provides the answer from every single angle. Absolutely. Absolutely. I know we've taken a lot of your time as well but thank you so much no, no, no. for the pleasure. <laughs> yeah. No, no. I mean thank you so much for coming on and uh, speaking to us uh, about, you know, about what this particular condition of bad actually means the different things which are in relation to this as well. I mean the promise Messiah upon whom be peace has actually laid down nine different things in this as well and to, you know going through all of that in detail. Um, was very very interesting, and I'm sure that the listeners uh, would have benefit uh, would benefited from uh, from this as well. Zakala once again, and Assalamualaikum to Allah. Peace be upon you. So Zajil, it was great speaking to um, mm. Shamil, and the way he has laid out all the details of yeah. the condition is something visible words. I think our listeners have understood mm. hopefully clearly Absolutely. what has been stated and we are just hitting again as yeah. mentioned before we're hitting again the hour <laughs> end, end of today's show yeah. it was good it was it was it was great the first hour about alcohol and hazards was in, in similarly in the second hour about the second condition but one thing just before we end obviously when we were speaking about um, one servant, Shamal was speaking about it, and I just remember there was one thing regarding alcohol and gambling, yeah, yeah. which His Holiness has mentioned in one of the Friday sermons. I would like to put it quickly into place. Alcohol and gambling are commonplace, are in commonplace. They are available everywhere, even in places 
where there is a restriction on them. Not only are they common in these countries, people are tempted and lured to them. Every station, service station, every store promotes gambling through fruit machines. Um, as for as for Sheikh associating partners with Allah, if there are no obvious idols, there are many idols of the nafs, of nafs meaning for himself. And in the, it is uh, these idols that hinder one from worshipping um, of God, worship um, Salat, that restraining one from indecency, uh, restrains one from indecency. Uh, worship um, that it restrains someone from indecency. Hmm. So this was for which, which His Holiness has mentioned. First of all, I would like to um, say thank you to our producers, um, Hansa Razak, hmm. who has produced the first hour, and to our second <laughs> producer, um, Shajil himself. Thank you to Asad, uh, our technical department. Great work. Thank you for helping with the mic mm. and getting back and yourself as well uh, Saad for coming on thank you so much uh, and it's been yeah, yeah I mean very informative very interesting uh, show uh, this afternoon until next time join us next time Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh